نبينا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah, it is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has blessed us in countless ways, in so many ways that we cannot fully appreciate, we cannot fully count. وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا You will not be able to count, you will not be able to enumerate, you will not be able to fully appreciate all the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you try to do so. So we must indeed be grateful for each and every blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the ways, one of the many ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us is that He has given us the opportunity to live in a land of peace and stability. Alhamdulillah. When we look around the world and we see what is happening, much of it in many Muslim countries, Muslim-majority countries, and we compare, alhamdulillah, the, the peace and stability that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us here. This is a great ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ability that we are able to gather here to offer Salatul Jumu'ah, that we are able to establish this masjid and all the other masajid, and the Islamic schools and the institutions. And we are able to gather to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala freely and openly. This is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Being able to do so even though that we are minorities, even though that we are only a small percentage. We make up only a small percentage of the population of this locality, of this city, of this province, this country. Another blessing, alhamdulillah, is that He subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected us from tyrannical rulers and oppression that is seen in many other places. Alhamdulillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the opportunity even to participate in the running of the affairs of our country, to be able to express our views and have our say on important matters that concern us and that concerns everyone who lives here. And subhanAllah, it's a very a strange feeling, you know, to be able to participate in, let's say, a parliamentary committee hearing. You know, when you go there and you are testifying, and alhamdulillah, I've had the opportunity to do that on a few occasions, you know, and the parliamentarians are there and everyone is paying attention and is listening to whatever you have to say. And for all the guests who are invited or people who come to speak, regardless of how you know, ridiculous their views may be, or whatever they wish to say, they can say it in front of the parliamentarians. They could say it in front of the people who are making laws and the rules in this country. And they are listening to everyone. And when they compile reports, they try to include something from every single person that testified. So whatever it's worth, it's not a perfect system, but there is a system at least where we have representation and we are able to speak to the rulers. We are able to speak with those who are in power and are able to share our views. Now starting today, millions of Canadians will be marking an X beside a name. Now it normally takes less than 15 minutes, approximately 15 minutes or so, perhaps even less. And it appears to be something very small. You have a little piece of paper, you have a list of names, you have a little pencil, and this time they're using single-use pencils, or they say you bring your own pencil or pen if you like. So it's just a little thing, it's a little pencil, it's a little piece of paper, and you just put it into the box but it represents something very important. It represents something very important. You see, as I said, the system is not perfect. But what it attempts to fulfill is actually part of the Islamic 
teaching of shura, of consultation. In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights the characteristics of those who believe, وَأَمْرُهُمْ shura بَيْنَهُمْ That amongst them, they are those, among the qualities, the characteristics, those whose affairs are determined by consultation among themselves. And this is something we all like to vouch for, to ask for, to demand from our rulers. But I ask you, my brothers and sisters, how about your home? Are you a tyrannical ruler in your home? Are you an oppressor in your home? Or do you actually do mashwara, do you do shura in your home? Or do you demand it for yourself from the authorities and the leaders? But when it comes to your situation, when you have some authority that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, what is the situation? So this is something to ask ourselves, my brothers and sisters. The Prophet ﷺ was instructed, وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ And consult them in the matters. فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ And when you have decided, when you have made the decision after consultation, then rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَوَكِّلِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يُحِبُّ He loves those who rely upon him. So yes, you consult and yes, you try your best and you make the decision, then you entrust the matter and the affair to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he loves those who do that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst them. Mm -hmm. So consultation and asking stakeholders and those who are capable of giving an opinion for their opinions before making a decision, this is an Islamic teaching. Now for the one who is giving the opinion, the opinion should be based on fairness and justice. It should be based on truth and sincerity. It should not be based on self-interest. But rather it should be based on the greater good and the public benefit. You see, to be asked of your opinion is actually a major responsibility as well. It is not something light that we just give whatever, we, we say that whatever we feel like or we give an opinion based on whatever we feel like, just for our own self-interest. No, when it is a communal matter, when it is a matter that involves the community, society as a whole, we must ensure that our opinions are those which are balanced, which are fair, and which look at the public benefit and the greater good and not just our own self-interest. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to be just, to be fair. And this is one of the beautiful teachings of this deen that we find in the holy book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an al-Kareem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to stand up for justice. And he makes it clear, even if it is against ourselves, even if it is against ourselves, even if it is against those who we love, including those who are, we are instructed to respect and to love like our parents, those who are close to us, even if it is against the rich or the poor. Yes, we are supposed to support the poor, we are supposed to be charitable, we should always be compassionate. But when it comes to justice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the truth is going against the one you love, or whether against yourself, or your parents, or the rich or the poor, it doesn't matter. Justice is justice, fairness is fairness, regardless of who it is going against. So we must be fair and just regardless of who it is about, even if it goes against our own interests, our own affiliations. Sometimes we have taken a stand. Perhaps you supported a particular candidate or a party. Or you were on a certain side with regards to an issue. But then you realize what the truth is. You realize that perhaps who you were supporting or what you were standing for was wrong. So to stand up and make that take the right position 
is not a sign of weakness, but rather it is a sign of truthfulness and honesty. To be asked who should be ruling over us and to have an open debate and discussion, this is a big thing. It's not a small thing. So when we look at the ballot, you know, it lists the names in the alphabetical order. It's by the last name, by the way. Okay, so by last name first and then first name. And you get to choose who should be representing you from this area, representing us from this area. In essence, my brothers and sisters, we are being asked to judge between these candidates as to who we feel is the best person for the job. It's as if you're being asked that these are the names, these are the people who are interested, who have come forward, who is the best person for the job. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us with regards to judging, وَإِذَا حَكَمْتُمْ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ أَنْ تَحْكُمُوا بِالْعَدْلِ That whenever you judge between people, you should judge with justice. You should judge with fairness. You must be just and fair when having to judge between people. So what do we look at? A candidate's character, their track record, their honesty, their qualifications, experience, aptitude for the job, for the position. All of these things should play a role in our decision. It shouldn't be just blindly. Sometimes people get confused. They say XYZ, XYZ is the acronym of a party back home. And there's a similar party in this country that also has XYZ as their acronym, so I'll just vote for XYZ because I used to vote for XYZ when I was back home. It's not a way to go about doing this, my brothers and sisters. Okay? Or I like this color, I like that color. Or my family always has done this, so that's why I'm just going to do it. I don't know what's going on. Okay? So this is not the way we should be approaching this. So pay attention to the candidate, their character, their track record, what have they done, what are they capable of doing, how do they speak, how do they meet with people, what are their qualifications, their experience, their aptitude, all of these things should play a role in our decision. And of course, there's other considerations as well, and sometimes they're actually contradictory because of the system here. Because of the system, because you are voting for the candidate, but the candidate is then part of a party which has a platform and which has a leader. So you don't vote directly for the prime minister, you vote for the candidate, and whichever party gets the most, wins the most seats, the most candidates get elected, then they are the ones whose leader becomes, in most cases, in almost all cases, the prime minister, right? So perhaps the candidate is a good person, but the leader is not. Or maybe the leader is good, but the, candid uh, but, uh, the candidate is not. Or, you know, they have done things which are good or which are also bad. If we study the platforms of each party, and we look at the record of each party, we also find that there's no party that stands for everything that we want. There's no such thing as a perfect candidate. There's no such thing as a perfect party. There's no such thing as a perfect human being alive today. Right? Everyone is going to have weaknesses. Everyone's going to have shortcomings. Everyone's going to have some good and some bad. So for example, some may be promoting peace and standing up for our rights and the rights of other minorities. But they may also be promoting things which we consider to be haram, fawahish, immoral. On the other hand, some may be perhaps a bit better in this regard. But then perhaps they are supporting oppressors as part of their foreign policy. Or they are promoting or at least condoning mistrust and hatred against Muslims and against others. Other factors to look at is what they have done in the past. You know, what are they promising? Have they lived up to their promises in the past? And also the impact of your vote, right? Because in some places, actually it hardly matters if you vote because it's almost known historically 
who's going to win 50%, 60%, 70% vote for a single candidate, for a particular party or a candidate. So in some places, it doesn't really make a huge difference, right? Even though you should still participate. But perhaps the impact is not as great. In other places, it can be very close. And a vote for a particular party may, or a candidate may, may help them, but it may also hurt others. Or it may support others, right? Like it gets a little bit complicated sometimes. So you also want to consider the impact of your vote, that by voting for a particular party or candidate, who are you supporting and who are you stopping? Now, all of these different factors should be considered and should be weighted, but in the end, what should it be based on? Okay, because there's a lot of different factors here that we've discussed. So we, we should select the choice that is likely to be most beneficial. Right? And this goes for any decision we have to take where the matter is a bit complex. Okay, where there's some pros and some cons, there's some good here, some bad there, it's, it's a mixed bag. So we should always try to select a choice that is likely to be the most beneficial overall, meaning for everyone in the country and for around the world, and the least harmful for our community and for everyone. Okay, so we are trying to find the option which is likely to be most beneficial and the least harmful for us, but also for everyone else as well. And also remind you that in the end, remember that no party or candidate is going to be perfect, as I mentioned, and all parties, most politicians are going to play politics. Okay, that's just the nature of politics. So no one's gonna give you absolutely everything that you want, although they might try to act like they will. So there's no such thing as the perfect party to be blindly supporting 100% of the time because there will always be good and bad. There will always be things which, uh, which are right and which are also wrong. Now in the past, the scholars disagreed on the juristic position regarding participation in this process, right? So if you read some of the fatwa, and this is one of the interesting things is when you read fatwas and you read rulings and books and websites and things like that, the context matters and the time also matters because when it comes to issues which are not clear cut, in many cases you will see a progression, you will see uh, evolution almost in the way that issues are treated, okay? So if you read a fatwa from some years back from some particular places, perhaps it has a particular position, saying something is haram or something you know shouldn't be done, shouldn't be involved in. Okay, but over time, as the effects become clear, as the situation continues, as the situation changes, then the fatwa can also change from the same scholars, from the same group. So we must be very, very conscious of this, that when we are trying to find a ruling, we try to find a ruling from a source that we can trust, that understands the current context, understands the current implications. So there have been disagreements in the past, but most who, of scholars who are aware of the ground realities in democratic countries agree that if it can benefit the community, if it lessens harm and evil and promotes general and greater good, then participation in this process can and should be done because if we don't vote, we're actually supporting the worst candidate. And by not voting, it's one less vote for the best candidate, which improves the chances of the worst candidate winning. So even if we feel that, okay, there's not much uh, you know, impact perhaps, uh, like in this area, it is most likely very close. So you know, your vote is probably very impactful compared to some other places. But nonetheless, engaging in the process 
is important because it also shows how engaged and how serious our communities are. Right? They're not able to see who you voted for, but they're able to see the names of people who voted. Okay? So if they notice that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Muhammads and Abdurrahmans and Fatimas and Zainabs who didn't come show up vote, then perhaps they don't care. Right? So why should we care about the issues that are important to Muhammad and Abdurrahman and Fatima and Zainab? Now another question that comes up is by voting, are we responsible for something negative that the candidate or the party that we voted for may end up doing after they win? Because we helped them win. Right? We voted for them. They won, and now they end up going doing something which is wrong, which is immoral, which is haram, which is whatever. And the answer is no. Because the niyyah, the intention when we are voting is that we are trying to look for the most suitable, or we're trying to support the most suitable candidate out of all available candidates, does not mean that we are in agreement with every single action and every single belief and ideology of theirs. So that should not be our intention when we're voting. It is simply to find the best person at that particular time in that particular area. In the past, there was only about 40% of Muslims who would vote. But alhamdulillah, last couple of elections, that number has gone up considerably. But we want 100%. What do we want? We want 100%. So this means that anyone who is a Canadian citizen, 18 years and older, it is crucial for them to go vote. Right? So this means you, it means your spouse, your children who are 18 plus, your parents, your grandparents, whoever it is, take everyone, try to understand the issues, try to meet the candidates, they're outside again. We give an equal opportunity to all candidates to come here and to meet us. So speak, do your homework, do your research. We can have disagreements amongst ourselves. There doesn't have to be one party, one candidate for the entire community, right? That's perfectly fine. You disagree, that's okay. We keep it respectful. In the end, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control and nothing can happen without his permission and his grace. So we improve our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well, while making our best efforts. And this goes with anything that we do. We take the means and we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we increase our dua, we increase our istighfar, we increase our salah with jama'ah, we increase our tahajjud and our you know, coming to the masjid. Right? We increase our spiritual connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while working for betterment in this dunya. Whether it is for ourselves, for our families, but also for our community and for society as a whole. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue to make this land a place of safety and prosperity for all. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us and all people from all types of hate and oppression and to protect them from hateful and oppressive leaders and unjust leaders. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us towards the best course of action and grant us that which is best and protect us that from which is harmful. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Um, advanced polling has started today. Uh, the voting day actually is Monday, September 20th, but you can vote on the advanced days if you like. On September 20th, it's from 9.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Uh, if you are not registered, you can register online at elections.ca, uh, or you can also do so on site, but it's better if you do it online. And go to elections.ca, you can put in your postal code, or you can find out where you're able to vote in advance polling and also on election day. Uh, we have uh, some uh, sad news. Uh, so the uh, mother of our brother Kamran has passed away. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raja'oon. And also the passing of Sister Sabiha Khanzada. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raja'oon. So we make dua for both uh, of those uh, of our sisters, our elder sisters. We make dua for all of those who have passed away. 
اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم وعاف عنهم واغفر لهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم من الخطايا كما ينقى الثوب الابيض من الدنس وابدلهم دارا خيرا من دارهم وابدلهم اهلا خيرا من اهلهم وادخلهم الجنه واعذهم من عذاب القبر وعذاب النار اللهم اغفر لحينا وميتنا وشاهدنا وغائبنا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا اللهم من احييته منا فاحيه على الاسلام ومن توفيته منا فتوفه على الايمان نسال الله سبحانه وتعالى to increase their ranks grant them jannatul firdaus may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his mercy uh, and forgiveness upon them may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant relief and beautiful patience to all loved ones at this difficult time may ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to turn their resting places their graves into gardens from riyadhul jannah amin ya rabbal alamin we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya rabbal alamin to cure all of those who are ill physically mentally emotionally may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant uh, health to all of our brothers and sisters loved ones who are suffering from cancer and other illnesses amin ya rabbal alamin ya allah please grant relief to our brothers uh, our elder sister who is living with pain and weakness ya allah we ask you to grant relief to our brothers and sisters living with long term pain and injuries ya allah we ask you to grant relief and cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill ya allah those who are suffering from mental illnesses and depression and anxiety and all other types of pain and grief ya allah please remove all of those illnesses and harms and pain and replace it with peace and happiness and joy amin ya